We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, IB Nation Sports Talk, up and rolling along with Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Steyers. I'll just get the obvious part out of the way. I mean, you pretty much know it by heart by now anyway, if you, you know, come to the show at all, which a lot of you do, so I'm very happy about that. But like, subscribe, rate, <laughs> review, do, do all that, you know, it's over and done. There you go, Vince. That's right. The rest of the show is yours. I've done my part. All right. Well, all right. It's been good to see you, and uh, I'm ready to talk some Notre Dame football. Got a That's lot to right. talk about, baby. Lots to talk eventful about. Eventful weekend. Turned out to be a pretty eventful and weekend. For all the it? Well, I shouldn't say for all the wrong reasons. It's about some 50-50. Of the wrong, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, one great announcement and one terrible announcement mixed in together, basically. Yeah. We're talking Tyler Buckner today. We're talking quarterbacks today. We're talking wide receivers today. Got to uh, talk to Chancey Stuckey yeah. today and a few of the Irish receivers over there at uh, Notre Dame. We had no practice viewing, but it was just, you know, get to talk to those coaches. The rest of the week, it goes like this. Wednesday, we will get running back coach D-Land McCullough and some mm-hmm. running backs. We'll also get first five periods of practice which means we'll get to see position drills and stuff like that so right get too excited about some it. rotations on defense you know things right like that. Yeah. right thursday i know that a lot of people know notre dame is doing a live scrimmage on thursday we don't get to see the scrimmage though we do get marcus freeman after the scrimmage so we'll be able to ask him questions about things we don't know what to ask him about because we didn't get to see anything <laughs> live but then friday we get to see a full practice. This will be our second and final full practice that we get to see during training camp. And then after that, we get uh, special teams coach Brian Mason. So that's what the rest of the week looks like in terms of what we get and all that stuff. Very excited we get to get to practice and, you know, we get to hear from Marcus Freeman. We thought we were just going to get Marcus Freeman Saturday. But then it turns out surprise. Well, yeah, we got Marcus Freeman, then we got Tommy Reese, and then we got Tyler Buckner. And when you walk in the door and they tell you that, well, you know what's coming. You know? Right. That's a good point. Like, oh, well, hmm, I wonder what could be coming yeah. in this press conference. So <laughs> we got roughly 15 minutes of each there Saturday. So we get to hear plenty of their comments. And uh, for those 
uh, watching in the uh, the live YouTube right now. Throw us your questions, comments, whether it's Tyler Buckner, wide receivers, you know, whatever it happens to be, that's going to be the dominant topic of conversation. We'll be talking about that NBC broadcast booth later in Rapid Fire Oof. as well. That was an interesting announcement, you know, like the announcement on top of, you know, all these other announcements. And, of course, Avery Davis was the one, you know, that, that unfortunately started off the weekend. Where do you want to start with this, Vince? Do you want to start with receivers? Do you want to start with the quarterback? Where Man. should we go? So are you a good news or a bad news kind of guy? I think it's really what it comes down to, right? So let's just do the good news first. Let's do good news. I'm all yeah. about good news first. Absolutely. That's right. I've been a little dour this afternoon anyway. I think <laughs> I've got a touch of my daughter, you know, spent uh -oh. a couple of days away this weekend and she's got a sore throat. Uh -oh. And, you know, I've got like, Feeling twinges of this and that, so let, let's talk about the good stuff. Let's Absolutely. you know, let's not talk about my bad stuff. So <laughs> Tyler Buckner <laughs> is the starting quarterback, and what do you know, Vince? Because one week ago today, it's just crazy how like how could it have only been a week ago? We were talking about you know the first practice that we got. Doesn't it seem like it's yeah, been right. like three weeks at this point? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So Tyler Buckner's the quarterback. And we said, look, we feel pretty strongly about the fact that Tyler Buckner's going to end up being the right. quarterback. And here we are. Tyler Buckner is the quarterback. So I guess just maybe start with some of your thoughts yeah. on that, Vince. Well, and I, you know, we've seen enough practice up to this point where it was very clear to any observer that he's taking the majority of the first team reps. And that, frankly, when he's in the game or when he's in, you know, live action, he's the most dynamic of the two. And I know there was a bunch of scuttlebutt about, you know, who looked better when they were in the red zone and all of these different things. Okay, I get that. And it, it's personal opinion, I guess. We're observing and we're making opinions. The bottom line is Tyler Buckner's the more dynamic quarterback. He just is. And yeah. I'm not worried necessarily – I think, okay, let me back up. Okay. Okay. So I think it was a great move to name him when they did. They got a week out of the way of practice. They kind of knew what they were going to do, obviously, coming into fall based on the spring, based on the summer. There's no need to drag this thing out. There's no need. We're there. We're seeing it's very clear who the starter is. At least yeah. it was to me, and I believe it was to you as well. It, it's obvious, so you might as well go out and say it. So now you can move, you can push forward with what you need to do with your starting quarterback, with your two, you know, all of those different things when it comes to reps. The players know who who's running the show in the huddle. It just makes so much more sense for them to come out and say it. I'm glad that they did it. They did it at a good time. I think it was a great move. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Irish Chi-Town says seemed inevitable. And I kind of agree Agreed. with that. You know, I, not kind of. Yeah, I, I I do agree with that. I think it was inevitable, you know, and, and I know that, you know, like you had a lot of people like at that first practice there, you know, they're it, like we, we charted the, you know, the completions and incompletions, but like you were talking about the red zone and it's like, I, I, I know that there were some reports. I didn't read them, but I have heard about them second and third hand, I guess there were reports that, Oh, Drew, you know, Drew Pine is running ahead of Tyler Buckner right now. And, and those kind of things. And I'm not, you know, it, it is all, you know, a very subjective thing. It what, is what your eyeballs tell you, you know, wh- how, how you, what you want to sort of value and prioritize and sure. all those kind of, it's, it's very subjective, it, you know, just, just like, you know, like when we talk about announcers, you know, Joe Buck to one man might be the, the best in the world. There are plenty right. of other Joe Buck haters, obviously. Absolutely. You know, pick your subject. We live in a polarized world. Shocking, right? Understatement, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I just felt like Tyler Buckner, we've seen a very consistent, you know, again, they're in small snapshots, but we've seen a very right. consistent Tyler Buckner. The things that he was doing in the spring were different from what he was doing during the season. And though we haven't, you know, we've only got to see, you know, one kind of sort of live period, I liked the decisions that he was making. You know, I know we talked about that, you know, him throwing the ball away when they didn't want him running the ball right. down there in the red zone, like when he could have taken off to his left and probably scored a touchdown. Receiver was was covered in the back of the end zone. He didn't try to force it in there. He threw it out of the back of the end zone. You know, the flip side of that, Drew Pine, we saw him, force a ball and it ended up getting intercepted in the end zone. So like, if I'm just going to use those two plays, we saw really good decision-making. We didn't see so great decision-making. And for me, we saw a little bit more, you know, kind of erratic stuff, you know, with pine throwing the ball into the ground a couple of times, a little bit more inconsistent. I'm not trying to tell you Tyler Buckner is the perfect quarterback, but the, that you, I think is the most important word. They need dynamic playmaking yes. with this offense, and that's what another Buckner gives you. We saw the electric way that he can run last year. He is going to be so much more than that this year. Yes. I guess the question I would have, Vince, what validity do you place on the concerns that some people have about Buckner's accuracy going into this season and what is going to be his first season as a starter now? So I always have to remind myself that fans don't get the access that we get. They don't get to see him in practice the way we got to see him or the way we get to see him, right? They didn't see him in the spring at all. 
right? And we have the opportunity to see him in practice. We we have more eyeballs on him than the average fan who just saw him in game action last year. So I have to remind myself of that because if that's all you're going off of, it's a legitimate concern. And I get right. it. It's a concern until it's not. And I, I don't right. push back to fans a whole lot on that because that's what they've been able to see. And so if that's the opinion that they have developed, I get it. You're developing an opinion based on what you've seen with your own eyes. That's what you should do. Right. We have had the advantage of seeing him in practice. I see him as a pretty accurate quarterback. I like his long ball. I think his decision-making is a lot better. I think he's willing to take chances that previous quarterbacks were not willing to do. Now, is that going to turn into some turnovers at times? Yeah, it probably will. But it's also going to turn into dynamic plays, whether it's with his arm, whether it's with his legs. He is willing to take those chances. And I think people are going to be really excited to see what Tyler Buckner can do when he drops back to pass. He's got an arm, folks. I'm telling you, it is, yes, does it come out funky at times? But everybody has to remember, and I'm not necessarily comparing him. um, Oh, gosh, why is my, my, uh, to the the kid in Kansas City. Help me out. Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say, last week we kind of, you kind of mentioned Patrick Mahomes. He comes at different angles, and we praise Patrick Mahomes for that. We praise him for that. But then we're like, well, Tyler Buckner's not, doesn't look like a regular quarterback. Okay, well, you can't have it both ways, right? And so, yes, does it look a little funky at times? Okay, but the end result is the ball gets where it needs to go. See, and that's the thing with Patrick Mahomes. I think it's easy to forget that Patrick Mahomes, when he was drafted, you know, he was not a unanimous, this guy should be a high first-round draft pick. You know, you know there, there were a lot of teams that weren't necessarily, sure. you know, sold on him. Part of the magic of Patrick Mahomes and guys like him is just what you're talking about. Like, there's that shot from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where, like, he is, he's like, um, um, perpendicular. See, now I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting, you know, my, my geometry phrases because I'm, I'm horrible. I guess he's, he's parallel. He's parallel to the ground. He's off the air, parallel to the ground, got the ball in his hand right. and he throws a strike downfield. Now the ball was dropped, but he throws, he drops a dime on that pass. It's called athleticism. And that's what Tyler Buckner has. And so even though it, it doesn't always look the same coming out of your, your, your hand, your arm, the ability to change all those arm struts, uh, slots and still throw strikes with it is athleticism. And that's, you know, that's what Tyler Buckner has. Absolutely. And like listening to some of the receivers and Chancey Stuckey talk about Tyler Buckner today, they were talking about some of that stuff. Like when he gets out of the pot, you know, this is not going to look like that tempo, you know, kind of timing stuff that we saw with both Ian Book and and obviously Jack Cohn last year, you know, midway past the season, once sure. once they kind of change things up a right, little bit, right. it's not going to be, you know, that that get it out and and necessarily everything is going to be precision passes and stuff like that. I'm excited because I think there's going to be some more downfield stuff and his ability to to create when things break down in the pocket is, you know, is is going to be another level. For this right. offense, we had the question that, that Vigo asked here in the chat a little bit ago. Do you think TB can be a wizard? And I think there's going to be some of that in him. You know, yeah. there's going to be some wizard in him. He's going to be able to create and do some things 
that we haven't seen for the last few years. Again, you know, may, there could be some growing pains. And there you know, will that, be. I think I'm along be. with it. Yeah, because he is a first-time starting sure. quarterback. I think a lot of what we saw with, like, if you look at the, the Virginia Tech game, which was obviously his biggest body of work, he threw the interceptions. I think, you know, a couple of things that we've talked about before is the fact that this was a package quarterback, mostly running the ball, a guy who hadn't played in two years coming into the season. And he was just, I, I think it was a little bit fast for him to have to make some of those decisions, sure. you know, and, and do some of those things. Whereas in between the spring and what he's been through so far this fall, he's been in a, a heck of a lot more live situations right. and, and things definitely look like they're coming more naturally to him. now. And they were dealing with a much more limited package with him last year as well. And that, that yeah. and when you're dealing with a limited package, you're going to have to run some things that aren't ideal to run against certain defenses. And so you, you don't have the entire playbook available to you when you've got a kid who's the third string quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's what he was. He's a third string quarterback last year who also had a package that they would use with the varsity. And so when you don't have your entire playbook available to you, you're kind of stuck when it comes to play calling. And I get that to a degree. Now, did he make mistakes? Yeah, he did. He tried to force some stuff and he tried, he made mistakes in that game. I will never say that he didn't. Okay. But you also saw flashes of what he could be. And I think that's the part that gets you excited because now he has the whole playbook available to him. Tommy Reese has the whole playbook available to him as well. And you're going to see some mastery of that playbook, but the offense is going to look different than it has for the past five years because you're going to see more RPOs. You're going to see a lot of Tyler Buckner and his decision-making. And if he can make good decisions, whether it's pull, whether it's keep, whether it's throw, whatever, if he can make good decisions and distribute the ball properly, you're going to see a dynamic offense. And I think that's the part that gets me excited about what Notre Dame could be. Bottom and that's, line. you know, with, with the RPOs, it's, you know, you know, just that alone, an element that, you know, that again, like we, we would see Jack Cohn last year, you knew Jack Cohn was never going to throw the ball, you know, on any of the, you know, the zone, re you know, any of that kind of right. stuff. Tyler Buckner's a threat to pull the ball yep. anytime he sticks the ball in that mesh. And, it's it's almost like he's his own play fake, <laughs> you know, because of Seriously. because of the ability that he has, you know. So it's it's going to look a lot different. I'm excited about it, and I mean, you know, again, like you talk about the completion percentage, you know, like it it's it's not like Drew Pine was Drew Brees or something last year, you know. Drew Brees right. of has the second best completion percentage in NFL history. Drew Pine was 15 for 30 last right. year. Right. Buckner had Buckner was 21 for 35. He was 10% better. You know, he had more attempts and he had a little bit better completion percentage. So I don't think there's any any real reason to doubt him. Now, again, he's going to be in, in 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 a pretty big environment. No doubt. <laughs> right off the bat. It's a big test. You know? It's so, a big test. And I yeah, and, and Marcus Freeman mentioned this when he at his press conference, right? you're not going to be able to get through the whole season with one quarterback. It's just not going to happen. No, right. for, for whatever reason, it's just not going to happen. I still trust Drew Pine to win games for Notre Dame. He will. He'll win games for Notre Dame. They could e very easily be a 10-win team with Drew Pine at quarterback for 12 games. Very, very easily. The difference is Tyler Buckner has that it factor that can get them to a championship. That's yeah. how I feel. 
Will it happen this year? Will it happen next year? What? I don't know. But he has that it factor. He has that extra something that can get them to that point. And we've said it all along. Notre Dame's a championship-level quarterback away from winning a championship. I believe Tyler Buckner can be that guy. It's not going to happen overnight. You do have to be a little bit patient. But when you're comparing the two, he has that ability over Drew Pine, period. And Drew Pine will be the consummate number two. He will be fantastic. He will support Tyler. He will do everything in his power to make sure that Tyler is prepared for every single game. And he'll be ready to go in if he has to go in. And he'll do a good job. But he's not Tyler Buckner. And I think that's the difference. Do you think there's a role for Pine at all? Or is are we basically just going to see him if something happens to Tyler Buckner? I think he's the number two all the way. That's what I, don't, I think. I don't think that there's anything in Drew Pine's arsenal that Tyler Buckner can't do. And that's where there would be a package. If there was something Tyler... I mean, excuse me, uh, Drew brought to the table that Tyler couldn't do, then maybe you develop some sort of a package for him or whatever. I just don't see that being the case. That's no slight against Drew. That's not the point. The point is Tyler can do all of that. There's no reason to take him off the field. So I think Drew is just a straight number two, and that's okay. I have no problem with that. Yeah. A lot of of good comments going on right now in the YouTube Chat Brent Smith though Tommy Reese has, Tommy Reese has a little Kyle Shanahan, in him. So. you know, and we keep talking about Tommy and his, you know, that's that's the thing that you're going to get with Tyler Buckner at quarterback. It sounds cliche, but but Tommy Reese really knows how to play to the strengths of the personnel that he has, and he kind of talked about it, you know, a little bit Saturday how when they were out there in practice, it's like, okay, you had to sort of, you know, run this part of the playbook for Mm -hmm. Drew Pine. You had to run this part of the playbook for Tyler Buckner. And now that you know, it's going to be Tyler Buckner, you can, you can run everything that you think suits those strengths because they do have obviously, you know, different enough skills. And, you you know, so I, I guess the question now, as we kind of segue into this, who's he going to throw the ball to? Because <laughs> unfortunately, yes, unfortunately, Avery Davis is out. And it's just oh. just horrible. He tears an ACL last year. And the only silver lining out of that whole thing is, well, you had a depleted receiver room. You were going to lose Kevin Austin Jr. But now Avery Davis is going to rehab. He's going to come back. If things go right, he'll be ready for training camp. He was ready for training camp. And just a week into camp, he tears another ACL, so he has torn both his left and right ACLs in, what, the last nine months, Yeah, as it turns out now. And it's just horrible for him because he's a guy who everyone he's respects, yeah, who everyone likes, yeah. and it's it, it just really stinks first and foremost that this happens to Avery Davis. Well, and he's in his sixth year, and yeah. he's already gotten a medical red shirt. That she, I mean, he needed this year to up his stock if he wanted to go play at the next level, period. I mean, he just does not have enough film to get drafted at this point. And it just absolutely sucks for him. There's no better way to put it. It just absolutely sucks. And, like, I try to put myself in his shoes or even in his coach's shoes. And Marcus Freeman mentioned that he went and, you know, spent some time with him in his apartment and everything. Mm-hmm. How are there not tears? I mean, you're, you're, you're essentially your college career is over. Just like that. That's devastating. And he is such a well-respected guy. Like I said, he's a captain of the team. He's going to be a captain again. Okay, he's going to be a two-time captain at the University of Notre Dame. 
and he's not going to be able to play for a year and a half. Like that is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I feel so bad for him. You know, your 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 playing time is so finite in college, and it's just been completely truncated for him. He was going to be a big part of this offense. He was going to start in the yeah. slot. There's no doubt yep. about it. He was going to start. He was going to move the chains. He was going to be a guy that you could count on. He was going to be a, a security blanket for Tyler Buckner. All of those things. It is devastating from a personal standpoint, and it's devastating from a schematical standpoint. No doubt about it. So here's what the receiver room looks like right now. You got Braden Lindsey, Lorenzo Styles, Tobias Merriweather, Jaden Thomas, Matt Salerno, of course, who used to be a walk-on. Those are the fully healthy guys right now. Uh, Joe Wilkins getting better, and yeah. Chancey Stuckey and, and Marcus Freeman, you know, it's like there's a chance we could see him at Ohio State. You know, they're, they, they're hoping that he's going to be – you know, he's been in like he hasn't been wearing the red jersey. He's had a uniform on. You've seen him. I've seen him out there at practice. He is doing a lot of running and riding the bike and doing those kind of things. So they're hoping, you know, that he's going to be back and, and doing, you know, some stuff soon. He's, you know, been able to go through walkthroughs and he's in the film room and doing all that kind of stuff. So they're hopeful with him. Dion Colsey, um, Marcus Freeman said PCL with him the other day. And, you know, that's... That's something that, you know, guys can play through as we've seen in the past, you know, just, just, you know, to what extent that inhibits him is, sure. is kind of yet to be seen, but obviously you have a very thin receiver room you and, you know, the, the question everybody has right now, I think the first question is who's going to move, are they going to move right. somebody? So, you know, and so that's kind of what we're looking at as of right now, there are no definite plans, but you know, like, um, uh, this question right here from Robert, what are your thoughts on moving Holden stays to receiver? You know, I don't think you've got to move one of the tight ends to receiver. It's just a matter of, can you get those guys out? You know, like you could potentially have three tight ends, you know, out there on the field. I you think could. if you wanted to, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, split out the, you know, we've, we've talked more, uh, you know, like about Eli Raritan. We know what we're getting with Michael Mayer. That is part of it as well, because like today, Chancey Stuckey, even though he doesn't coach the running backs, like he was talking about, you know, Chris Tyree and and Jabron right. Payne as well. You know, sure. don't so don't forget about Jabron Payne. I think he's someone who's going to figure into the passing game a little bit. So there are guys at, at, at other positions who can step up and catch passes again. Now it's on Tommy Reese and, you know, in yeah. combination with these position coaches to figure out how this all pieces together and, and what kind of personnel you want sure. to put out there on the field on any given play. And that, you know, moving a tight end, it, and I shouldn't even say moving because that's going to get people in an uproar. Using the tight end in the slot is an absolute, I mean, you you were going to do that anyway. Yeah. And so now you kind of have to adjust and maybe do that a little bit more because you're still looking for matchup wins. And when you match a tight end up with a nickel, that's a win for Notre Dame. They have the athletes at tight end where that's still a win, right? You're not going to be able to do the same stuff that you were going to be able to do with Avery Davis. He hurt himself doing uh, an end around, right? I mean, that's how he hurt himself. And you're not going to be able to do that with a tight end, right? So you have to adjust with the, some of the things that you want to do. But there's absolutely going to put, you know, if you've got two running backs in the game, one can be in the slot. I don't see them moving a running back to wide receiver to play in the slot. 
they already know how to play in the slot. They're going to stay yeah. at running back. And besides, you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You have a thin depth chart at running back anyway. You're not going to pluck specifically the starting running back away and move him to another position where he may not even start there. It's not going to happen. That's just logic. So, okay, if you're looking to move somebody, clearly the obvious choice, in my opinion, is Xavier Watts. He played receiver. Right. Now he's at safety. Is he getting a little buried on the depth chart at safety? Maybe a little bit. He did have an interception uh, in one of the practices that we were able to watch. I think it was the full practice. He had a pick. So, I mean, I still think he's an amazing athlete. My opinion, and I know Brian shares this opinion because we've talked about it before, we both think he's a better wide receiver than he is a safety. And he can be dynamic as a wide receiver. Now, is that is that moving the cards? There's more depth at safety than there is at wide receiver. I think it's definitely something that should be discussed. But again, he was at receiver. He moved to safety. Now, if you're going to move him back, he's got to be 100% on board with this. And yeah. you've got almost you almost have to guarantee him playing time, which I think you can based on where the way the depth chart looks. I think you can guarantee that. But why would you move from a buried on the depth chart situation to another buried on the depth chart situation? I, I that's that's nutty. He's a junior already. If he's going to move, he's going to need to stay there, and he's going to need to contribute. Period. Well, and it also makes sense that if you're going to do it, that he's going to stay there permanently for the rest of his career. Right. Because, like Chancey Stuckey was saying today, that ideally you would have at least ten scholarship receivers out there on the roster. Absolutely. You know, that's that's obviously not what they have right now. And I'm trying. I'm I'm going back and and finding my list just so you've got Braden Lindsey, Lorenzo Styles, Joe Wilkins. Tobias Merriweather, Dion Colsey, Jaden Thomas. That is six. Matt Salerno makes seven. And obviously he's a guy who just, you know, got a scholarship right. in the winter. So that is that is seven right there. And then you've got a bunch of walk-ons out there. And that's something else that Chancey Stuckey was like, you know, the walk-ons, there's a standard for them too. You know, how much we end up seeing them, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think at the very least – you know, they're they're kind of saving the legs of some of these guys because that's something else Stucky was talking about today was he has to plan his practices very intentionally to make sure that Absolutely. he is not putting too much mileage and, and causing too much fatigue for these guys because the first goal is get to September 3rd and be ready to go. And then the next goal after that is obviously you get through the season. Yeah, so there are some guys, you know, like Connor Radigan, you know, is, is out there as well, you know, a, a, you know, a really good athlete from here at South Bend, St. Joe. So, you know, as Tommy Reese said Saturday, he thinks they've got the talent on the roster to do this without necessarily having to move a bunch of guys around. But to your point, like, I, I think it makes a lot of sense to move a guy like Xavier Watts back because you know, you're going to be losing Braden Lindsay after this season you're going to have some receivers come in next year but just as you know again like if you're looking at 10 short i mean yeah if you're looking at 10 as your number you need a guy like xavier watts but as you said as well you need him all the way bought in and you need to find a way to get right. him involved so that he's not like well now i'm learning another fortunately there's there's still three weeks to go two weeks of camp and then a week of prep you know before ohio state so fortunately there's a lot of time Sure. to get him in there and doing wide receiver things. Once Absolutely. Again. And they haven't changed 
the job of the wide receiver so drastically from when he was there before that he wouldn't be able to assimilate. And I and I do have a lot of faith in Chancey Stuckey to coach him up, to be honest with you. I, I do. And Xavier Watts is a heck of an athlete. He He's going to be fine. And again, I'll say it, I think he's a better wide receiver than he is a safety. I think he could be dynamic. You get the ball in his hands in space. And so that's a move I would make. Who knows what they're going to do? I, you know, you'll have an opportunity to talk to Marcus Freeman on Thursday. Thursday. So that, that would be something that I would ask. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure everybody's going to ask that kind of a question. And so I'm sure we'll get an idea of what their plan is moving forward sooner than later, especially considering we get a full practice view on Friday. It's going to be fairly obvious. Where And we do get a, uh, a partial practice view on Wednesday. Yeah. So, hey. So maybe we could see, you know, maybe you know, where, you know? there's a new face out there. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. right absolutely. Exactly right. So they've got options. They're they're not out of options. I will say that. They have options. There is talent in that wide receiver room. There's talent in the tight end room. There's opportunities to get guys the football in, in different, more athletic ways, you know, being creative. That's what Tommy Reese has been known for up to this point. Now he's going to be tested a little bit, and that's okay. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you're talking about wanting this offense to get vertical, obviously you can't be too tight end heavy. But at the same time, Braden Lindsay, Lorenzo Styles, you know that they can help get you vertical. Chris Tyree can help with that though as well, with the kind of speed that he has, you know. And and so again, he's not technically, you know, he's still going to be a running back, and like Chancey right. Stuckey doesn't work with those guys, but at the same time. There, there are guys at these other positions who we've talked. You know, like again, Eli Raritan with that size and the combination of the size and the hands sure. oh, yeah. that he has, and, and you know, and, and pretty good wheels as well for a tight end. So uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of different faces from different positions involved in this. You know, I, I, I'm, you know, the 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 biggest concern becomes depth going forward because you just you know you couldn't afford to lose somebody. You lose a captain, a guy was going to be an yeah. integral part of this whole thing. And so so now your numbers take an even bigger hit. But again, you do have help at other positions. One of the things, though, I really like about Chancey Stuckey and listening to him today was him just talking about details. You know, like, yeah. the, the, you know, it's like your, your foot is is pointed to the, you know, the left or the right you know, to help your get off it, you know, it's like little things like that. And like the precision of your route and just the fact that, you know, like you've been there, even in those position drills, even though they they don't seem like there's much going on, they're practicing very specific kind yeah. of, of catches, you know, one, one-handed catches and one-handed contested yeah. catches and the toe taps on the sideline and all these different things. He's putting these guys and, and focusing on very minute details to get them game ready. And like, to me, like when I hear him talk about that, you see some of the stuff he's doing. It's like the the, the counterpart to Harry Heastand. You know, like the difference between Quinn and Heastand. The biggest difference is the focus on the details. 
Yeah. You know, and, and you Absolutely. see a lot of that with Chancey Stuckey as well. Well, they, I mean, look, we and we've talked about this a, a bunch, but Chancey Stuckey broke them down all the way to the beginning. I mean, it was fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. And these guys looked like they were in wide receiver 101. And they're all like wide-eyed and taking notes. And, you know, <laughs> like, we've never heard this stuff before. This is amazing. You know what I mean? And they were just soaking it up like a sponge. And that's the same thing that's going to happen if somebody happens to move over to that position, whoever it may be. They're going – Chancey Stuckey will coach them up. There's no doubt in my mind. And so I am less worried about this but still heartbroken for Avery Davis. It's it's possible to be both, right? right? It's possible to be both, and I am both. Uh, but from a long-term, would I rather have Avery Davis? Of course. No doubt about it. But there's a ton of talent in that wide receiver room. We're all going to get a chance to see it together. Yeah. John says he hopes Connor Radigan gets the chance to play. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm for the guys who, who give them the best chance. You know, I'm not Absolutely. worried about what the names are. I just want to see the guys who give them the best chance out there. If it's Connor Radigan, it's Connor Radigan. You know, if it's Matt Salerno, it's Matt Salerno or whoever it happens to be. Jaden Thomas, you know, like a lot of people obviously got a high on Jaden Thomas because he had a, a nice spring game. I want to see that continue. We've seen him do some nice things from time to time. And it's, you know, that's a guy with, you know, a little bit thicker, bigger body who can do some different things. He can be a little bit more physical than some of these other guys. So there's definitely a place for him as well. So there's, there's, you know, again, there's a a, a lot of combinations. The only real concern is just the numbers going forward right now. Right. Absolutely. It's going to be fun to watch. You know, we're going to get a real good idea of what the staff thinks of certain guys based on their move here and what they decide to do. Like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Appreciate you coming on with us today. Had a good time for Monday. We've got plenty more coming up this week. We're less than three weeks away from kickoff. Notre Dame and Ohio State. It, it'll be here before we know it. We just got our credentials approved for the big horseshoe. So looking forward to that. Can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a long weekend, but it's going to be great. It's a good thing we got Monday off. Well, you and I may not have Monday off, but... <laughs> That's true. Cool. So that's true. Get an extra day to kind of recover. That's right. All right. We've got more coming up this week. We will talk to you tomorrow. IB Nation Sports Talk.